It's John here. I'm the son of Harry Leslie Smith, and as you can see, I've got some frog in my throat, but I think it's actually lung disease, but we will see. And hopefully I'll be able to get through this without coughing or clearing my throat, but I do apologize. Uh, it's just one of the new things I'm learning to deal with. But <clears throat> why I'm talking to you today is because uh, I, I really need to, to, to let you know that what I want most in my life is 10 more years of life, but I'm willing to settle for five if I can get the job done that my father and I started out in 2009. Now, I don't know if that's gonna happen uh, because there are so many circumstances against me, both health-wise, uh, the state of the economy, all of those things are forces that may overwhelm me sooner rather than later. And I, I really regret that because I rather like being on this side of the ground, as probably most of us do. But what I am absolutely passionate about is the Harry's Last Stand project and what I have continued to do through cancer, through COVID, and now through this interstitial lung disease that they found uh, after a CT scan for follow-up on cancer reoccurrence. And that is the passion that drives me because I, I, I think in the end that, and, I, and I'm pretty well resolved now, that for whatever time I have left, and I do hope it's a long time, and I do hope that I will get still some fun out of it because I do enjoy fun and joy and all of that stuff but that it is used to complete what we set out with my dad. Because there is nobody else, nobody else in our history, in our timeline, that has a working class story like my father's, told by my father in the English language. Everything is told from the entitled. Everything is told from the middle class. Nothing is told from the grimness of the Barnsley streets that my father was born into and was only elevated out of through a welfare state in 1945 and through the welfare state in Canada where he ended up emigrating to with my mother. These were the things that protected my father and gave him the right to a middle-class existence from the late 60s until his retirement when things started to diminish for him again because they cut back on social services and my mother had rheumatoid arthritis and medicine had to be paid that was not being paid for by the government and then my brother Peter took ill with schizophrenia and again the state ignored mental illness, so my father and mother saved my brother at great expense to them, but that's what families do. And because of that, my brother had 15 more years of life before he succumbed to pulmonary fibrosis, in which he was able to do this great body of art and sculptures, and also be in a relationship with a woman that would later become his wife and also maintain friendships and live a little until it was all taken away by pulmonary fibrosis at 50. It was just horrendous. And that sheer shock of losing Peter at 50 in 
in, in the most frightening of circumstances and in the most dismal of deaths, took my dad and I into a place of great anger, grief, and intense loneliness. And when I knew that my dad at 86 or 87 that he was then could not, could not survive that grief without having a purpose that was greater than him, that made something of Peter's death, that made something of all of the bullshit that happened in his life have some scintilla of reason that he would not survive. He'd be dead and I'd be left with nothing but a few scraps of memories, black and white pictures, and a shitload of what the fuck happened to my family. So that's how we started Harry's Last Stand. And it started with the book 1923, where I deconstructed my father's life for him. I went through intense discussions with him that were more psychoanalysis than anything else to remove hatred and fear and regret and try to get to the kernels of the truth of what had happened to him as a boy and how traumatizing that was and how my mother knew this and knew it was so bad that she supplanted her needs many times to ensure my father survived. And when I knew those things, then I knew that if my mother had given up so much of her life to keep my dad alive and happy and productive, then to honor her as well, it was my task to ensure that my father completed his journey through life and was able to feel like he had accomplished something, that something out of all of that misery, out of all of that horror, hunger, deprivations, and sheer destitution had reason. So, we did 1923, and then what the book that would become Love Among the Ruins, and then Empress of Australia, and then, boom, he was found <laughs> after, after hundreds of posts on Facebook and Twitter. He was found. I say that laughingly because it was, it was we, we kept on sending up flares until we knew we would find somebody that would find him. And it was an agent. And then from there, it was putting together Harry's Last Stand, the book pitch, and finding a publisher. And that was found. And then we went and ran with that book. And he became a celebrity and a labor lovey, except the problem was he didn't believe in Blairism. He didn't believe in the Iraq war. He did not believe in solidarity with a party unless that party had solidarity with the people, which is why he fought for Jeremy Corbyn, because that was the labor party he wanted. He wanted a man that believed in people, in the right that everybody should be free of want and have access to public health care. So I'm doing this all with my father throughout all of this and ignoring health, health warnings and all of this stuff because my dad is also a very old man and needs care and needs help and needs support. And we work together as a great team. And then during the last book tour, he did get sick a little bit. And then it was sort of fine, and doctors said he was fine, and we flew back to Canada, and he went through Christmas time and then developed pneumonia. And then it was a downhill rush through 2018 to his death 
in November. And I said, fine, he has died. Now it is time to continue this, or otherwise it's just bullshit. Otherwise it makes no sense again. And it was not anything other than because this is my journey too. His journey is my journey. My brother's journey is my journey. And I am the last speaker for those people and for my mother and for their history, working class, their fights against fascism. Those things need to be remembered. They need to be recorded and they need to have a witness to them. And I have been that. And I have written my own books. And I have written my own essays. And I have done tweets and substacks and podcasts and continuously because this matters. And it doesn't matter just to me. It should matter to all of us because there is something here. There is something so important. This is the kernels of truths that make democracies function. And that's why, even though I know my lifespan is much shorter, that I gave up all of my economic prospects to take care of my father and to ensure that we did something that was not going to bring wealth, but was going to bring truth and hopefully, hopefully motivate and inspire others to continue this battle to entrench socialism in our democracies rather than fascism and klepto corporations running the show. And because of that, I have started working on another large project, which is a, uh, it, it's a dialogue with my father, but we'll be, have 10 episodes. It is fantastic. It is going to come out hopefully sometime in the autumn. I would have preferred it sooner, but these are things that are not, they're beyond my control. But I am still working on that. I am still working on putting together the essential Harry Leslie Smith pamphlet, which will be a revolutionary type pamphlet, not a long book, no more than 60 pages of essential writings from him to try to motivate young people to know that they are not alone, that they must be like the 1945 generation, a tide to raise all boats through the fighting for the environment, for fighting against capitalism that is now no longer a friend to democracy and fighting for the right to housing, free education, and a right for public health care. This is why I am always asking for your help because I am part of something that needs to be remembered. And this is the best I can do is keep on doing this until there is no more breath left in me. Unfortunately, I think that that might be sooner rather than later, which is why if you can, and you're listening to this, subscribe to the Substack, even if you do it free, because it will help. But I really think we've got something here and I really need to preserve it because I do not want to die knowing that I have fucking failed because that would break my heart.